most people don't know who they are. There is a, a reason one, why one person makes money and another person doesn't. And a lot of it just comes down to knowledge. Now, what knowledge? Is it a particular skill set? No, it is knowledge of yourself. Who are you? And what do you want? And then how do I achieve that? Everybody, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Evolution Podcast. With us here today are Mr. J. What's going on, guys? And Ethan P. Heisey. Good morning, everybody. Good to be here. Awesome. My name is Sagi Schreiber, and uh, Ethan and I are mentees of Mr. Johnson. And today we're going to kick it off by talking about economics, or basically, like, what are the thoughts that we have about what's going on in the world at the moment? Mr. J. Well, first of all, I hope everyone's doing well out there in the world. And uh, obviously, we are in some very uh, uh, tumultuous times. When we look at the market, we look at the economy, we look at inflation. There are so many variables that are playing a part in what's going on financially in the markets and in the world in general. And uh, we were just discussing before we started the recording, you know, what should one do? Uh, given the current climate of the economy. By no means am I a financial expert. I am doing my due diligence as, just as much as any of you are. But there are some things you can do um, that I believe, at least things that I do, to try to make myself recession-proof. And I think that's something that you could work towards. Um, a common goal is to, to make yourself recession-proof. And Mr. Johnson, well, how would you do that? Well, if we understand inflation, transitory inflation, the labor market, all the things that you hear on the financial channels and that 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 market, if you will. And it starts to make sense to you what's really going on in the economy. We have gas at an all time high. Uh, we have inflation on our goods and services from food products and things of that nature. So everyone from the most wealthiest person down to the person who's might be struggling financially is feeling the current climate of the, uh, the, the world. So what should you do? Um, the, the, what I do primarily, number one, is I stop the bleeding. If I am losing income, if you're in the market and say, for instance, your stocks are not performing, no stock is really performing that well, given the current climate. Is it a hold? Is it something you still believe in? You, you're going to have to make those decisions for yourself. Uh, I did sell off some stock, uh, to be honest, uh, that, you know, it was just that time to pull the trigger. I don't fall in love with anything that I hold in my portfolio. It is business at the end of the day. And I strongly encourage all who are listening to take that mindset. It is business, nothing personal. Uh, and you should look at your stocks and your portfolio that way. Uh, those companies have to perform in order to keep your money in their company. So there are some things that you can do is just look at your portfolio. And if you don't have a portfolio, you can start one and you don't need thousands of dollars to start a portfolio. You can start it with $10 a week, believe it or not, $5 a week. Someone might say, well, $5 is not a lot of money. Listen, $5 over a period of time will add up. So I would highly suggest if you can stop the bleeding, mitigate your losses and little things you can do at your home, cut off your lights, driving only you have to. Yes, it's at an all time high. Me and my wife were out yesterday. Why don't you carpool with a person? There are so many things that you can do to kind of offset your costs. But a lot of people just won't go the extra step, unfortunately, um, because it just not they haven't felt the reality of our financial global crisis really 
affect them in a lot of ways. But uh, even from eating at home and, and not spending a tremendous amount of money eating out, just, you know, if you don't have that income, disposable income, or you could take that income that you would eat out and instead of spending 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks, whatever, you can take that money and start investing. So uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to a company that I like and they're not paying me for it, but I'm a big fan of uh, Marathon Digital. Uh, I took a nice position with them as well. Uh, their direct correlation with crypto and Bitcoin. So again, I'm not a financial advisor, just another company I believe in. I think you should strongly take a look at. So um, I don't want to be, you know, the guy just talking about the whole conversation here, but we can come back to me. But what are your guys' thoughts on it as well? Ethan, what do you what do you think? Yeah, you know, I just I'm looking at my portfolio as well as a lot of my clients that I, that I handle their portfolios and um, I get tons of phone calls. They're saying, Ethan, should we just sell their our stocks? Uh, we're, we're down this year and a lot of our portfolio. And um, oftentimes the answer is no. Uh, if, if your stock's down, uh, I like to use the analogy. Uh, if you just go to to Target and they have a massive sale, you'd probably be buying more than you would normally. Same thing goes with the markets. It, when you stop looking at your portfolio as dollars and you look at it more as a business investment, um, you don't lose money until you sell it. So oftentimes you want to put money in at the market when it's at a discount. Um, what do people say when there's blood in the streets, that's the time to invest? Well, um, for example, in March of 2020, when the market crashed in March, uh, if you would have bought money and put money into the market, you would have had an amazing return with just, just in six months. So um, the, the biggest swings upward in the market happen after a crash. Uh, will this continue to go down? Maybe, maybe not, but at least you're getting in at a discount compared to where it was in January. So um, I'm always a buyer. You hold, if it's a long-term investment, you're going to make money in the market if you hold for at least 10 years, but why not get it at a time that it is at a great time to buy? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, mean, I love the, I love downturns. I'm excited for it. It's a good opportunity um, to start investing if you've never have. Yeah, I think I think this is a good like a good topic to discuss because I think a lot of the people listening to the show right now are not even investing. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs right now are you know at the beginning stages of their entrepreneurship journey, or they're you know they're they say, they're saying to themselves, "No, I'm investing everything I have into the, my business." And um, what are your thoughts about that? I would love to hear, like either Ethan or Mr. J. But what do you guys? Well, think you know what that? I tell people, I've been in business for over thirty years, and I've done very well. And what unfortunately, a lot of people. Okay, let's just, let's just base it down to brass tacks here. And Ethan, you're absolutely right. Uh, when I, I tell people when there's fear in the streets, be greedy because there's a lot of fear out there. And he's absolutely right. The market's on sale. It's a huge discount. And so if you have it to do, though, you, you should do so. However, I am a fan of selling because I don't fall in love with stocks. That's the only thing I would push back on a little bit. He's absolutely right. You should hold it if you want to hold it. But sometimes a stock might drop and it might not recover. And that's the that's something you have to consider as well. Now, hopefully over a period of time, the stock will recover. You can buy it at a discount, dropping that average share price. And say if you bought it at 25 and it's down now to six and you're going to go in on a huge position. And it's just great. You're, you're dropping your average share price, granted, and you're getting it at a discount. But over time, that stock has to get back to twenty five dollars. 
And then it has to, to you know exceed that in order for you to start seeing some real profitability. But he's he's absolutely right. And he's and he's a smart guy and he and he's my guy. So I don't want you to guys think I'm disagreeing with him and anything like that. I just have a little bit different opinion. But uh as far as entrepreneurs are concerned, this is what I tell people when you're graduating from high school, you're not taught to invest. You're taught to be simply a slave. You're taught to go to work, get a high, even if you get a college degree. You're taught to become a slave. This is what the economy does. Now, most people don't want to say it. I'll say it because I really don't give a damn because I'm financially free. I can say what I want to say. And I mean that with all humility. But when you can be free, you can be who you are. You can tell the truth. The fact is that you are not set up to become successful. When you graduate from high school, it does not tell you how smart you are. It just tells you how much you remember. That's all it is. Uh, many of my clients have master's degrees and bachelor's degrees and don't make as much money as I do. And I have a high school diploma. I am not a fan of college. I am only a fan of college if it's an endeavor that's going to, you know, doctor, lawyer, but a lot of the skill sets that you're going to need to be successful are not taught to you in school or not taught to you in college. They are not. What you learning in college is theory. Theoretically speaking, these how these things should go. Mr. Johnson is going to give you real world practical application. A lot of things in business is not predicated necessarily on education, but upon relationships. How do you negotiate with people? How do you put yourself in an environment where you can make some money? It comes down to one thing. What's in your pocket is a direct reflection of what's in your mind. All you're lacking is knowledge or information. It is information and knowledge that becomes valuable and which really people are willing to pay for. So the more uh, knowledgeable you are about money, not just a bank account or a savings account and the basic rudimentary principles that they get to the average citizen on this rock, that makes them an indentured servant for the rest of their life. All of three of us are very fortunate. We all have our own businesses. So this is this is the exception and not the rule. But the fact of the matter is, is that the way to get money is to have something of value above service. And I tell all of my clients, what you see in your bank account, what is in your pocket is direct reflection of the knowledge and what you possess and how you're able to monetize it is really pretty much predicated on the fact of how smart you are in marketing yourself and with others and uh all the other variables that play a part in that. So, got it. I mean, I'm you know I'm processing what you just said, and um, you talked to me back then about, um, and I'm going back to kind of like just also saying like the situation out there is not so uh, not so great, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then people are right now stressed about inflation and everything like that. Um, Mr. J, you talked to me back a couple of weeks ago about cash reserves. Um, can you speak about that for a second? In, in what regard? You said, what are you referencing? So we all know cash is like, you know, you're losing money if you have cash and you better invest. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, um, you know, it's nowadays there are things that you need to prepare for also with cash. Right, right. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, well, I was saying to Sagi, Sagi, guys, obviously he's one of my mentees and we have our own personal sessions once a week. And one of the things I was telling him to do is that most people don't keep any cash um, and everything is digital. Uh, about a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, there was this huge um, issue with all the phones. Nobody could do anything with their phones. And if everything is done on our phones, like our mobile banking, cash app, sale, all of the stuff we use for financial services, 
And what I was saying to Sagi, what I suggest to all of you as well who are listening, you need to have some cash at your home. Now, I'm not saying you need $100,000 in cash or something like that, but a couple of grand in cash, you know, safety deposit box, a safe somewhere around there to where you can have a few dollars at home in case of an emergency. Uh, there's obviously food shortages in this country as well. I am an ex-military. I'm a veteran as well. So I'm, I'm obviously prepared uh, as far as making sure that I have food, water, uh, MREs, meals ready to eat, cash on hand. I even have radioactive uh, tablets I can take, uh, iron tablets in case of a nuclear, thermonuclear war. Uh, again, somebody might say, is he an extremist? No, I'm not an extremist. I'm just properly prepared. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. And if you have patience, persistence, and perseverance, you will most likely have an increase your probability of surviving, hopefully, any natural catastrophe or disaster. So that's why I take that approach, because most people are just simply unprepared. It is the old adage, they never think it can happen to them. And uh, when we look at the markets, when we look at, I would suggest that you have food, you would have gasoline, you should have weapons. You should make sure you're able to protect your family, your, your well-being and, and those, your loved ones. There, there is, and, and I'm not trying to paint a picture of doom and gloom, because this is a great world and we have some great people in it. But I think, unfortunately, many people just live in, a, in an unrealistic expectation of the world. There is no place that is safe. There is no place that is safe. There is nothing that you can do outside of properly prepare for you and your loved ones. And that's just, just not financially, but again, in every aspect of your existence, you should make sure that you're prepared for anything and be ready for anything that's coming to you. I, I, I'm of the mindset, stay hard, man. A lot of guys just don't stay hard. They get comfortable, they get lackadaisical, uh, even with making money. You know, I stay hard with making money. It's just who I am. And uh, I just think that when you're properly prepared, I always put the onus on the men. I'm old fashioned that way. I'm, I love women. Don't get it wrong, my beautiful ladies out there, but I'm just old fashioned. And I believe the man should be making sure that his priorities, particularly with his wife and children, are at the top of his list and that those individuals are secure, not just financially, but secure emotionally, mentally, spiritually, the whole nine yards. And so that's also part of our mentor program as well about evolution. It's about evolving into what you're supposed to be. So, um, didn't mean to be so long-winded to be, but I hope that helps for anyone who's listening. Yeah, no, definitely, because, you know, we're just trying to cover all the different topics. Ethan, how are you um, also with, like, preparing for, you know, the upcoming inflation and everything? Yeah, that's a great, great uh, question. Uh, and obviously, if, if you're preparing against inflation, you want your money to grow somewhere that's not your bank account, because now you're losing value to inflation. And there, right. if you look at Europe, they have negative interest rates, so, and in bank accounts. But... Yeah. Um, what I would, what I would say is, um, you still want to have some sort of liquid assets because they say cash is relatively useless unless you can convert it to cash flow. So you want a, some sort of location you can pull from quickly, immediately, not locking all your money away so that when an opportunity does arise, you can execute on that. Perhaps like the time that we're in now, if there's a large wealth transfer going on, you want to be able to execute correctly in there. And that just comes from one, the knowledge, preparing yourself with the right knowledge and how to execute. And then number two, having the ability, the resources to do so. So that's what I'm always trying to figure out is what do I need to learn? And do I have the resources to execute when that time happens? So I think the cash perspective that uh, Ethan and I were talking about was not from a stock perspective, but more so if there was a crash in the economy, say there was a cyber attack, you could not get to your bank, you yeah. could not access your mobile device and you have no money. What this is, this is what we were talking about. If that happened, if you had no cash, how could you buy anything? 
You couldn't. Everything's digital. Right. And so that's what, so Ethan's again is right, guys. You should have cash on hand, but we're talking to, we're talking to different uh, subjects here. You should have cash on hand to take advantage of opportunities when the market's on sale. Absolutely correct. But what Sagi and I were referencing, if the, there was a cyber attack and you could not access your financial information through your phone, if you saw in Ukraine when the war broke out, there was a run on their banks. And, and no bank keeps keeps that amount of cash on hand. They only keep a certain amount of cash in the banks. If, you, if your bank account says $500,000 in it, you cannot go to Chase and get $500,000 in cash. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Also, what are your thoughts on gold then? Uh, in an event something does happen. Well, I think that anything, what I do like about gold is you should keep some personally. What I don't like about gold, you can only carry but so much of it because it has so much weight to it. So when we look at gold and we look at, cash when we look at crypto the only thing you can actually hold you can actually hold all of those things in your physical possession unfortunately most people don't yep you can hold gold in your physical possession you can have keys for your crypto you can have cash at your house you follow when the most people don't understand you're saying you you think about it you're saying the bank if you keep your money in the bank you lose value you're absolutely right because the bank takes your money puts that on their books they leverage your money up that gives them lending power they take your money and invest it to make more money with it and then give you a negative interest rate so it's not smart just to keep a lot of money in the bank however cash is always still king this cash is always still king what i don't when the reason i like to have some cash if you will, if you looked at what they did to the, the president of Russia, what did they do? They can seize your accounts. Mm -hmm. They can take your money. Just think about that. Someone can go into your account and take your money. What would you do? So if they can do that to one of the most powerful people on the planet, what would they do to us? That's that's how I think. I don't ever put trust in a system that I don't control. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say it's only prudent if you're working, if you don't have if you if something was to happen, there was a massive cyber attack or electronic failure, anything, the grid went down, millions upon millions of people in America would be literally screwed because they do not have any cash on hand. The average American has less than four hundred dollars in their savings account or bank account, which is ridiculous in the richest country in the world. But these are the things that they're really dealing with. And it's just a matter of just being properly prepared. I'm not saying you should keep $10,000, $100,000 in cash for your home, but you should have a few thousand dollars just in case something happens to where my wife and I, if I, if I had gold, you know, or whatever. But a lot of people, again, just don't think like that. And I could be a little bit excessive in my approach, but that's just me. Yeah, and I mean, um, I think so many people also are not making enough money and are not profitable enough to even, you know. You know what? Let me tell you something invest. about this, about money. There is, let me make this crystal clear to everyone who's listening to me. There is no shortage of money in the world. Not at all. Contrary, to, not, contrary to what the media and everything is right now telling no, us with the whole financial there's crisis. There's so much money in the world, we could even count it. Here's the problem. This is going to sound so ridiculous to a lot of people. There's not enough love in the world. You see, there's no reason for people to be poor. There's no reason for people to go hungry. There's more that we throw food away every day. The fact of the matter is that a lot of the ills that our society faces happen because the higher ups allow it. It's just that simple. Yep. Just that simple. And so how do you make more money in this country? It is simple. Everything has changed. If you can have an eight-year-old YouTube star make eight million a year, anything is possible. Unfortunately, most people are sheep. They don't do their own thing. They follow other people. 
And in some regards, that's a good thing. Uh, Tony Robbins said, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You see what this guy did to make a million dollars, just do what he did. I totally get that. But in the process of doing that, to a certain extent, there is some success. But when people just do what everyone else does, they, they don't know who they are. Yeah. You see, once you know who you are, then you know how valuable you are. Most people don't know who they are. There is a, a reason one, why one person makes money and another person doesn't. And a lot of it just comes down to knowledge. Now, what knowledge? Is it a particular skill set? No, it is knowledge of yourself. Who are you? And what do you want? And then how do I achieve that? Mm-hmm. Basic, basic, clear and concise questions and then clear and concise answers. There's no lack of money in anywhere in the world. Now, there is poverty and the poor will always be with us because people will always be evil and greedy. It is just a simple nature of human existence. But however, given that circumstance, it doesn't mean you have to dwell in poverty. Not at all. If you want to get out of poverty, you have to just make this side and make your mind up. You're not going to be poor. I did not grow up with a silver spoon. I did not come from parents who had tens of millions of dollars. I grew up, we were up in government assistance and, you know, we went through a lot as a, as a young man, but that's me. I don't need any sympathy sympathy uh, strings for that. The point being, I did not have a lot, but I made my mind up. I was determined to become successful, period. And that's what we need. And so once you make your mind up to say, you know what, I want to become successful. And you really, let me help you. Let me give you a practical application because I don't like addressing problems without offering solutions. I'm not one of those guys. Here's the issue. Okay, I don't have any money. What's the solution? What do I do? Now, what I'm about to share with all of you is really simple. And I actually talked about this earlier, uh, briefly. The way to get out of poverty, this is going to sound somewhat crazy, but it's the truth, is you must see it in your mind first. This world we live in, the 3D world, is not the real world. The real world is in your mind. You see, that's why you can see things. everything you see around you, the chair that I am, the monitor that you see me through, at one time was someone's imagination. It was a thought. And if you can understand the relevance of your thoughts and how they help you in manifesting your life, then you would definitely change the way you're thinking. You see, poverty is a curse and your thoughts make you rich or poor. Your thoughts will make you rich or poor. If you think poorly, you will become poor. If you see it in your mind that I could have something and be something and make your mind up and decide and then pour forth the effort and have faith Faith without works is dead. I have to have faith and believe that I can accomplish the thing that I see in my mind's eye. And then I must apply the appropriate effort or work in order to bring that into fruition. And if I do it consistently enough and I'm persistent in it, it's only a matter of time. Like Ethan was saying with the stocks, it's only a matter of time before I become successful. So I just want to encourage you. I know you said, well, Mr. Johnson, you might not know what I'm going through. I don't, I don't have two nickels to rub together. Let me tell you something. I don't care how bad your life is or where you are financially. It is not over. If you woke up this morning and you can breathe, that means the powers that be, the universe, God, the source, the light, the creator, whatever you choose to call it, is not done with you. And so if it's not done with you, then that gives you hope that you can change your life. So the first thing you have to do is change your mind. You have to change the way you see yourself and know your self-worth. And let me tell you this, all who listen, I say this to Ethan and to Sagi as well. And they're, they're good guys. I love them dearly. No one is ever going to give to you more than you will give yourself. So I said that to all listening. No one's ever going to give to you when you're willing to give to yourself. So you don't have to be poor. You don't. You don't. And if you be patient and give it time, 
This is the this is the problem with the young folks. Instagram, they want everything instantly. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. That's unrealistic. Unless you hit the lottery, the Mega Millions, the Powerball, or something, it doesn't work that way. It's going to take a process. A woman gets pregnant nine months. You know, a chicken twenty one days. Everything has a gestation period, and then it's birth. So you might be in a gestation period of learning about investing, stocks, crypto, real estate, whatever. It's the gestation period. I'm learning. I'm acquiring knowledge. But in time, I will birth something. And hopefully what I birth is a happy, healthy, strong, financially strong portfolio, <laughs> if you will. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Man, I mean, I, you know, as someone that is um, an up and coming entrepreneur, I would say, or um, I'm just, you know, this is my fifth year in business. Um, I've spent the first few years trying to even be profitable. And uh, just these past two years, I've been starting to become profitable in my business. And, um, and the thing about it is like, I came, I, I bet a lot of people listening to the show as well, came from a house where they were not taught anything about finances, no financial mm-hmm. education. Um, the term compound interest is a term I heard for the first time ever. And when I was 34 years old. Um, wow. And it's like, and even then, I didn't really fully understand it, right? And it took me years um, to comprehend. But, you know, I'm just, I, I, I hope you guys are listening to the show and kind of getting, you know, everybody's getting like the, the massive wisdom that's spilled here by like. You know, I, I want to say something to you, Sagi, that I think you bring up is extremely interesting. And um, I, I don't know how, what Ethan did, but. What I want to address here, because you said something I thought was really profound. You said, I never heard about compound interest. And I want to say this to the world who thinks that the world is just everybody hates each other or that because you're a different color, you have a, a, a certain hit, hit of a, 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 get to someone. The point I'm trying to make to you is here you have two different gentlemen, two different ethnicities, if you will. I hope I said that correctly. Two different racial backgrounds, excuse me. But nevertheless, the fact is, this gentleman just said, I never heard of that before. And the reason I make mention of that, because I want you to see it's not a racial thing. It's a knowledge thing. It doesn't matter where you come from, guys. This is what I keep trying to get the world to see. But if you believe CNN, if you believe Fox News, if you believe what the world, the narrative they promote to you, you would think that anyone who's not brown skinned has a leg up on stocks, bonds, crypto, all that. But that's not true. It's like saying just because you're black, you can play better basketball. That's not true. And now I see this in the world we live in today. So here you see that it's not a matter of where you are, what race you are, or even what country you're in. It comes down to knowledge. You are destroyed for a lack of knowing something. And most of us have never been taught about money. We've been taught to work. If anyone disagrees with me, you know, be that as it may, but most people are taught to get a job and work. And you know who you learn this from? Your parents. Because that's what they were taught. Right. It's just that simple. That's how it works. And it's up to you to break that cycle and say, I love my mom and dad. God rest my mom's soul. My dad's still alive. I love him. That's my God. I love my father. But my father's mindset and my mindset are entirely different. There's different generations there. And I say this to young people. If you look at our group, we have a gentleman in his 50s approaching the 60s, then we have the 40s and we have the 30s. So we're covering three different demographics here. Now, obviously, as a young guy, now's the time to start. But it is knowledge that will get you what you want. 
it's just so again, I thought that was a very profound point again. I know you just were talking and expressing it, but I just wanted to share with all the those who are listening and understand, hey, there's validity what Mr. Johnson just stated. This, this, this is going on real. If it happened to Sagi in Israel and it happened to Mr. Johnson in the United States, then that means it must be going on globally. <laughs> it's a global problem. Yeah. It's, it's the lack of the education is a global problem. It is not a racial thing. That there are some factors there that, that play in a part of there. I'm that hold some validity there. But the ultimate thing is here. It doesn't matter if no, if you don't know, you don't know. And that's why one of the parts, the, the things that I'm passionate about about this podcast to give you information that is applicable, that is truly applicable. I, I see these guys selling a bunch of hype, man. They're selling you on hype, and people buy the hype. It's like buying in the uh, doge when everybody buys the hype. They buy the hype. You can become a billionaire. It's that third. I think there's 2,000 billionaires on the planet. And why do you have to be a billionaire? What's wrong with being a millionaire? What's wrong with being a hundred thousand there? How many people make three, four hundred thousand dollars a year? But if you keep promoting this image that everyone's a millionaire, everybody drives Ferraris and Lamborghinis and lives in, that's a bunch of crap, man. That's not reality. The reality is, is that you're going to have to figure out how to navigate your life. And if you want to be financially free, no one, let me say this to you, look, look in the camera. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to save you and everybody's going to be against you. <laughs> no one's going it, to save you. You're going to have to save yeah. yourself. Man, I... Yeah, Ethan, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna let you talk as well. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I love what you say. You know, you're destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and it, it makes sense. Uh, at least for for, and I'm relating it back to our original conversation at the beginning. Is people are worried that the economy is going to crash, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. But what I am confident in is the knowledge and the skills and the things I have learned from meeting successful people like Mr. Johnson, like Sagi, like um, many other individuals who've shown me what to do and prepare for those situations. So because of these skills and knowledge and the ability to run a business, I know that I, I can handle any downturn because I have the knowledge to do so. So yeah, knowledge is huge. And um, I'm just thankful to be around a community of people that are going to encourage and build each other up. So definitely, I would encourage everyone here to continue to listen to these podcasts. If you don't have friends that are in your corner rooting for you, that are a step ahead of you. If not, go out there and find someone successful and have them educate you on what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, compounding interest, things like that. Those are just terms that you're going to find if you just discuss and stick around people that are making money or trying to make money. The ordinary person typically doesn't talk about these conversations that we're having here today. Uh, but th that was something I just wanted to share. And yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Sagi. No, sorry, I just want to say like the way I got to even hear you hearing about the term was when I hired a financial mentor for the first time in my life. And that's when I understood that money is something that I am I was less good at. Like for me it was like that, you know being an entrepreneur you should ask yourself, what are you good at and what are you not so good at? And whatever you're good at, great, play on those strengths. Um, but whatever you're not so good at or you want to improve at, in and you know that's important for your business and your life, get a mentor. So I hired a mentor back then and, and he came to my house for the first time ever um, and he sat down with my wife and I 
And he's like looking at our like financial, he's like, what's your financial plan? We're like, what do you mean plan? He's like, where do you invest? Do you do like nothing? What are you talking about? And, and, you know, and um, that was the first time, like, you know, he's like, and that he told me about like, the, the, that was the first of like my financial education um, journey. But once I got on that journey, I can say like for the past, I'm 38 now. And for the past four years, I've read multiple books, um, very great, great books about, about finances. I hired more mentors, obviously, Mr. J is now my mentor and is like helping me tremendously with, um, with, with finances. And, um, and, and you can never stop learning also like about financial education. It's something that you keep keep learning about it. The markets change, the economy changes right in front of our eyes, even, you know, so, so definitely I would encourage everybody here to, um, you know, I want to say something guys, because I I just feel this in my heart. Maybe there's someone who's going to listen to this to help them. First of all, how do I get money? You say, well, how do we prepare in the economy? The economy is crashing, but say I want to start a business. I still got to go on with life. What do I do? How do I, Josh, I get funding fund? What is an angel investment? What is equity? Now, what is first right of refusal? How do I come up with all these different things? It's the first thing I want to tell everyone is this listen to me. The first thing you're going to want to do is have a clear, concise idea. Now, if you have friends, hopefully you have friends that are solid individual good people hopefully you do um and people that you can trust uh to a certain degree i would imagine um i would really sit down and start strategizing how do i'm going to acquire money end of the day how i got money was just grinding i stayed grinding i got told no so many times that i came up with a, a quick saying i got told no so many times that no means next that's, I just that was the only way I could yeah. convince myself to continue to go forward because I didn't want to become discouraged because I was told no so many times. No, 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 no. But say you want to start a business. Johnson, I don't have good, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have anything in stocks. I don't have anything in bonds. But then you're going to have to find a way to leverage yourself. And the only way you can leverage yourself is by offering something up some value. So I just want to tell everyone, you know, start where you are. Start where you are. And you, you, I would say this, don't worry about things you can't control. I control going on in Ukraine. I cannot control what's going on in the Congress. I cannot control that. But I can control what goes on in Georgia, in, in, in my home and where I live at. So just start there. It's very important that you keep your mindset correct. Unfortunately, this is what happens with a lot of people. You'll start something and it's not going the way you want it to go. You get discouraged and frustrated and then you wind up quitting I want all of you to understand to not give up on your dreams. You must pursue and you must push through. If you don't push past your limits, then your journey will end here. It is just that simple. And journey ending here, meaning actually, I think. Whenever a person does not push past what limit is, their journey ends. It's no different than going to the gym and you're going for your personal record. You're going for your best record so you can continue your journey. Right. But if you max out at 305, then at that point, your journey ends there. That's the max that I can do. But could a person, does a person have to stay at a 305 or a 250 bench weight press? No, because if that person trains harder and does the things that are necessary, in time, he'll, he'll surpass his personal or her personal best. So I often tell people when we don't push past our personal limits, your journey ends. So let's say your personal limit is I don't I don't have it in me to go out here and ask somebody for some money. Then your your journey ends as an entrepreneur. That's what I'm saying. 
your journey ends. And notice, it's no different than you and your martial arts, Sagi. I'm sure that uh, 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 a student, he takes karate. At first, he's a white belt. He's a white belt. He doesn't know really nothing, just the basic stances or whatever. And then his instructor says, okay, in order for you to become a brown belt or whatever, or a black belt, you have to push past your limit. And if you don't push past your limit, then you're always to stay what? A white belt. Right. You'll be a, a, a 45-year-old, 33-degree white belt. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Meaning where are you staying, where are you at right now? Meaning bad habits. I'm just, you know, like I think we're all not growing. We all have the aspiration to grow, but some of us are staying behind because of bad habits that we are afraid to go out of a comfort zone and fix. And that means um, understanding that the amount of energy you will have to put into improving is less than staying in place over yeah. a long period of time. So basically, you know, it's just more energy if you stay in place. Even. And you know what I would say to people when we have when we're talking about, about bad habits, be it bad financial habits, bad health habits, whatever the case might be. When we classify something as a bad habit, I like to say, well, why does the habit exist in the first place? What's wrong with you? Why don't you love yourself? You see, believe it or not, guys, it was a time when they didn't love you, love themselves. You said, what do you mean to love yourself? And I was smoking so much weed and drinking so much liquor and sleeping with so many women that I was reckless. I'm telling the truth. I don't care who here because I'm married 27 years now. It's no shame in my game. I tell the truth. That's what people need to hear is the truth, not put fly in the sky, sell you on some crap. I'll tell you the truth. When I, I was young, when I all it white on my face and reckless, riding my motorcycle without my helmet, you know, just being in a sports car, just, you know, being <laughs> immature, man. You have to just make your mind. This one, I know what I feel. Who's ever listening, listen to me. Your life is not over. I don't care how dark it is, whatever it is. If you need help, help is available. Sagi's here, Ethan's here, I'm here. I think what people need to see is that there are real people in the world who are successful and that genuinely care about other people and that they're willing to help you. But they, they're not psychics, I'm not a psychic. You have to reach out, you have to say, I need help. I need what does Sagi just say? Need mentorship. I knew what I was good at. Hey guys, for our audience that's listening, mission does well is make money and talk. I'm not a technical guy. Sagi is in the background doing the editing and all this other stuff. So that see, that's what he's good at. So that's I really like you said, have to figure out what you're good at and see if you can monetize that and, and, and get that moving forward and getting you the results you're looking for. But mindset is key. I, I cannot express that to you enough. Your mindset, your attitude is going to definitely bring me out of you. And if you are around naysayers, haters, people who don't believe in what you're doing, they're calling you crazy, man, screw them. Screw on what they think about you. I don't give a damn what they think about me. You know why? Because once I became free, I realized what was stopping me. It wasn't a lack of education. It was the fear of what other people thought of me. That's what most people fear. What other people think of them. How are they going to perceive them? You can be as rich as you want to be. You can have whatever you want. Don't let people tell you can't achieve something. And even with the economy going on the way that it is, you will be a full thing that there are people making billions of dollars right now. There are people literally making millions of dollars off it. This is nothing new. There's no new thing under the sun here. Ethan Sterling was a crash back in 20 what, Ethan? March 2020 and there, I mean, in 2008, there's always crashes. There's always crashes. This is nothing new. This is really nothing new, but the only new thing is, is that are you going to be aware of what's going on and am I going to take advantage of it? 
I would talk to your friends. This is another thing. You guys got to get some sense of community. You, you're only alone in a sense, and a lot of times because you choose to be. You got to click up. Look at us. We're clicked up. It's uh, all on the other side of the world. Ethan's in another part of Georgia. I'm in another part of Georgia, but yet we're all still here. But why are we all here? Because believe it or not, the universe, our desires and thoughts have brought us here. And so this podcast is being birthed out of thought or imagination. And so look, you have to see how everything works. Did it just happen by osmosis? No. There was conversations being had. Then a decision was made. And now you see the fruit of that decision. And and it's that simple in business. You must decide. Make the decision. That's what stops them. And here's here's something else again, and Ethan. A lot of people are going to decide on the wrong side of this. They're going to decide on the wrong side of this. It's unfortunate. I think they're going to continue in that mindset. Yeah, that you know. But I hope people listening to the show already come with a you know mindset of like improving themselves. So hopefully, most people that are listening will step up. <laughs> well, you know, it's, yeah. it's 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 up to an individual. You know, yeah. you have two people look at the same painting and get two different perspectives. Right, there is right. no one way to skin a cat. And, and by, sure. But I'm also a realist. Uh, I'm doing a film this week and I'm speaking with a bunch of high school students. And one of the things they, they, they asked me a few questions and I gave them a response. And one of the responses I gave them, one of the people didn't like. And I told them, frankly, all of you aren't going to make it. It's the truth. Some of you are going to go to prison. Some of you are going to go to jail. Some of you are going to be criminals. Some of you are going to make bad decisions because you choose to. Nobody talks the truth. Everything has to be politically correct. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. What you need is honesty, honesty, be honest. Hey, if you're 20 years old and you get married and you get the girl pregnant and you work at Burger King, you most likely will have a life of struggle. But nobody wants to have that conversation. The word of the day is this accountability. Accountability. You must be accountable to yourself, your actions, your words, your behaviors. Everything that you're doing is a reflection upon you. You have to make wise decisions. Most people are smart. Two plus two is four. Most people are smart, but a lot of young people and a lot of older people are just simply not wise. True wisdom is acquired by knowledge, not by age, because one can go to be an old fool. Don't forget that. I love that. And everybody, just believe in the process, uh, you know, scale up, know it's a process, so have patience and uh, stay optimistic because, you know, although the market is, you know, going crazy, uh, as you can see, there's a lot of optimism here and, um, and, you know, like a lot of people are talking very, uh, negative stuff that will make you feel like the world is just, you know, breaking apart, um, be optimistic. So. Absolutely. I would encourage all who are listening, be optimistic as opposed to pessimistic, but also be very realistic. Yeah. Be realistic. Don't, don't, don't deceive yourself. Make smooth, uh, smart strategic moves financially. Um, click up with a financial mentor, uh, someone that you respect and trust. I would highly advise you to reach out to my guy, Ethan. Uh, Ethan's he's a great kid, uh, and he's very quiet on the line, but he's, he does talk, <laughs> even though he's so quiet. He's one of the smartest kids I know. He has a great company, and I'm just going to shout him out right now for what he does. Uh, he's been a very dear, near friend of Mr. J. Uh, I care for him immensely. I really do. And um, check Ethan, not only uh, Ethan Heisey on LinkedIn, Look at what this guy company does. Uh, super fantastic. I'm sure you can't go wrong with him. So 
Yeah. He didn't pay me to do that either. I just wanted to shout about <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. You're, you're awesome. You're, this episode guy, goes out as a shout out to Ethan. I got to shout you out. And I got to shout out my guy, uh, uh, Sagi. You know, these are my guys, folks, who are listening. You guys will see this video. Who's this gray-haired black gentleman talking to these guys? These are my guys, two of my guys. I have quite a few of them, as a matter of fact, in the mentor <laughs> program. All of them are doing super successful. But if you want to learn about stocks, if you want to learn about trading, you want to learn about that, reach out to my guy, Ethan Heise. He's He does very well. And he's in the financial market. Am I correct, Ethan? That's right. Yes, that's what he does for a living. So maybe he'll give me a little commission or a kickback or something else. <laughs> all right guys guys we gotta wrap up um right. thank you for another great episode everybody if you enjoyed this episode be sure to follow us um to subscribe follow wherever you're listening to the show uh that's one two please rate us wherever you're hearing the show if it's an apple podcast we would love a review um if it's on spotify i know right now you can leave like a, a five star um like rating but you can't really leave a comment but still five stars wouldn't go a long way because that will expose the show to more people lastly uh please share the show with someone or your whole entire um community or people that follow you on instagram by sharing a, a snippet of this on your stories or in your feed that would mean the world to us you got some value out of this um we are all uh available and and you can check out uh terence at johnson um on instagram um, Ethan P. High C, which is basically your exponential freedom, right? As well on, um, right. on Instagram and, uh, myself at Sagi Schreiber, um, S A G I S H. And you'll find me Sagi Schreiber at Instagram. So thank you so much for listening to the evolution podcast and see you guys in the next episode. Thanks guys. Take care. Be well. Bye.